smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Monday, October 26th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Cliff? Cliff? Why, hello. How are you, John? You know, had my coffee, so I'm actually flying, which is good. Um, but, uh, eh, you know, same as usual. Nervous, optimistic, scared. I think it's a good mix. Uh, yes, I think it's impossible to not be all of those things. But we should be all those things. I, I see people telling people because people, you know, get upset every time I post a good poll. And it's like, no, <laughs> it is a fine art of sort of grassroots work or whatever you want to call motivational work. You've got to scare people into action, but you also have to give them hope that it can make a difference. Otherwise they're just fine and they give up. You're so right. A few people have like sent me stuff like, and you know, a few of them are friends, people we've had on the show here who are smart people who are like, you know, here's the reasons why you should be more nervous than you are. And I'm like, not yeah. sh- I'm sorry, I can't share that. And then on the other hand, yeah. here's the reasons why we're going to coast to victory. I'm like, not sharing that either. Anybody who doesn't have like the correct perspective, which is we are in a very strong, very favorable position to win this thing. Statistically, yep. we should uh, we should almost definitely win this thing. And yet it is losable. And if you don't get out there and do everything fucking humanly possible to make your to make, make sure we don't lose, yep. they absolutely can steal it from us. Yep. Because again, you know, in a, in a perfectly functioning democracy, uh, at, when you've done like 50 high quality polls in North Carolina and have between a two and three percentage point lead for us. So you're not basing it on one poll, but average of a massive sample. We should be very comfortable that we're going to win North Carolina, except for the fact that they find ways to suppress one or two percent of the vote. So I, I don't I don't feel in the slightest bit safe with any, poll, you know, and I don't even still don't feel safe, but I don't even feel sort of safe until we're at, at least like the high threes to 4% in the, you know, in the league. Right. Like that's so, just, yeah. Let me tell people. So we're going to actually start with some on the coronavirus because there's so much news with Pence's staff getting sick, et cetera. And then segue again to the election. Most of our talk will be about the election today, the polls, what they mean, where, where we are, et cetera. And maybe Cliff, maybe if we can remember when we switch to the election, talk. No. Oh, you know what? Right no. I have it open right in front of me. So the, what we were just talking about, I have Nate Silver right before the election. So I was, I was correct 2016? That. that is correct. What did he have? Um, so on, on Sunday night, the Sunday night before the election. 2016. 2016, yeah. he had Hillary at a 65% chance of winning. Oh, interesting. So she dropped. Um, uh, she had dropped. He had had her as high as, I don't know if he ever had her in the 90s. You said he did. I don't, I'd have to I look. I thought he had 80s to 90s. But he definitely had her yeah. in the 80s. Um, yeah let's say a month out. But what happened was as the election got closer, the thing that he made clear, which I think was an important thing, and this is where there's big distinctions between Biden and 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 uh, Trump and Hillary and Trump, and I'll explain those. Um, he made clear that two things were going on. One, Hillary wasn't nearly close enough. She was rarely, if ever, hitting 50%. In, in the state. Okay, polls. why is it you you've talked about that a lot in the last podcast? Why do we care so about 50% versus 48% if you're ahead by 6? Who cares? Sure. Because if if you're at, if you're at 51%, if the other side wins all the undecideds, what still happens? Okay, fair enough. You win, right? You can't lose with 51%. Carville <laughs> talks about this a lot too with uh with congressional races. Well, it, it's really important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because the the national isn't as important because we do this by the electoral college. So that doesn't matter. It's nice that Biden's at 52, 53, sometimes even 54% national. Um uh, I've seen him only as low as 49 on the, in his worst ones. Right. So he should win the electoral the the popular vote, you know, definitively. But again, that doesn't decide this thing as we know. So right. 
we have to look at in the states is is he over 50 percent? the difference was and i would have had to do a whole run through maybe i'll do that for we're gonna do three podcasts this week i believe so i'll do a run through for wednesday was that in most of them in a lot of them she wasn't doing much better than 45 46 you know i mean that's the problem is that she was her overall vote share was looking around 48 49 which is what she ended up with 48 i believe but she was doing worse in the swing states they're swing states for a reason um, you tend to, you know, they're, they're usually a little bit worse than your overall. And, um, you know, and she was at often like 46, 45. And so the point that Nate was making was, you know, uh, as he as he was lowering her down from the 80s to the 60s was, right. yes, she has a two to three point lead in most of these, but she's not near 50%. So if most of the undecideds are even just a majority, a slight majority, because she wasn't up very much, I mean, often by one, two points, a slight majority comes in for Trump, she can lose which right. of course has happened in just enough states for her to lose. Right. Um, the difference is, is that when you're looking at Biden's numbers in almost every state, even now uh, I'm looking at one. So the one I saw the other day in Wisconsin, would I like a bigger lead? I think he was up by five points, but the five points he was up was 51 to 46. It wasn't like 46 to 41. It's a whole different world because if he really is there and the averages are showing him above 50%, then all he needs to do is stay where he is. He literally does not need to win one. I, well, you know what? I mean, let's just do polling first then because we're already into it. But one sure. of the things I wanted to ask you with this was um, from what I've been seeing, it, it, it I've been noted, uh, Nate's been talking about this, some others that, um, okay, let me quote one thing. Nate well, and, and can I say uh, yeah. the, what I would say to me, the three big factors that differentiate um, this, you know, I, and now I'm just talking about stats. I'm not meaning about, well, Biden today versus Biden Hillary. Versus Hillary today. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and now I'm talking about numbers, pure numbers. Yep. I'm not talking about um, uh, the, the fact that, you know, some people would be like, well, Biden, you know, Biden is more liked right now in the polls. I mean, that that does matter. I mean, because more people end up going to him, whether it's for the right reasons or not. Right. You know, some of it's sexism, some of it's that he's got a really good. OK, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, three things. One, Biden's over 50 percent. I think in, I have to look and you can read those polls, but in almost every swing state of the of the ones he needs to win and more. Okay. Two, um, there's no legit third-party candidate this time in the Jill Stein, Gary Johnson mold. Actually, that's true. You're not even hearing about – You're not. And, and in some states, Ohio, Wisconsin, yeah. and I think it's Ohio, but certainly Wisconsin and a bunch of these states, the Green Party isn't even on the ballot. They didn't even make I was it. just going to say, Cliff, because remember last time we kept hearing about Gary Johnson a lot – Yep. And this time you don't hear about the Green or the Libertarian candidate right. at all. Most people, I happen to know the name of the Libertarian one, but I'm not going to share it because I'm not going to yeah. – dude, I'm not – trust me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving any free name recognition yeah. to anybody. Yeah. So I'm just saying I don't even know the name of the Green one. Yeah, I don't that's even know. Um, and, and so that is – a so right away you're – Your third point you said then? And, and my third point is last time um, in the end it all came down to basically five states in the end. It all came down to Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida, and North Carolina. This time, you also have Georgia. You also have Texas. You also have Iowa. And you also have Ohio. And the biggest of all of them you also have is Arizona, which leans our way. It's not even just a off the map, we can't win it. It actually isn't like a swing. It leans our way. So Biden has – oh, and, and the Nebraska, is in trouble and the Nebraska the electoral right. yeah. vote is in our pocket almost too. So there's a whole bunch of things that we were not going to win last time. Right. You know, where literally it was like these five states were, were do or die. And this time they're not. I mean, right. yes, 
you'd expect to win Wisconsin before you'd expect to win Florida. I'm not saying there isn't an order of operations here where, where if you lose Wisconsin, for example, it becomes a hell of a lot more difficult. But my point is there's more right. paths to get there. And when there's right. more paths to get there, it's also harder for Republicans to suppress votes because it's much easier to coordinate vote suppressing in three states or four states than it is in 10. So exactly. In other words, if they succeed in three or four states screwing the vote, we still could maybe win in three or four other states that, that then push us over. So the top. All three of those yeah. are hugely different factors from last. Yeah. Yep. Now go ahead with the individual. Um, well, yeah, we're going to let's just do the election. What um, da, 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 da. you had said uh, so I was going to ask you a more general question about the election stuff. Nope, it's gone. Um, let's uh, well, you know what? Let's just start with the presidential then. I'm trying to pull up Nate's site. Love you, Nate. Site still confuses me a bit. Um, but so I know what I was going to ask because although looking at Nate's site, you know, you're seeing some change over the last week. Um, Trump's okay. Here's the funny thing, right? National polls. Trump is up on average from 41.9 to 43, but again, that's only up a point. Biden right. is down a point in the last week. It still is Biden leaving, leading by 8.7 points <laughs> on average. So um, it's almost a nine-point lead for Biden, which is – Are you clicking, chewing gum? Yeah, I had to put my, my – Playing um, with the kids. <laughs> playing with the cat. The plug came out, and I, okay. you know, I want my computer right. to die in us. I like part. to harass Cliff about the tech stuff since I am our sound man here. John um, is. He's the sound man. Well, no, but what uh, I was going oh, I know what I was going to read. Nate's quote with regards to that. Nate had said, Silver, although it seemed like the race was tightening pre-debate, that's more based on national polls than state polls. State polls didn't show the big three to four point bounce after the first debate that national polls did, but they also showed fewer signs of tightening. My question for you is, we're not seeing the kind of tightening in this race that typically we see in presidential races yet, are we? No. I mean, not for the most part. I mean, I guess we, we have to look at each of the state polls and, and see. And we'll do what we but can. I, but yeah. I feel like yeah. some of them have gotten a little bit closer. But some of them, again, in maybe the last week has yeah. changed that. I don't know. So that's why, because I haven't obsessively looked the last four or five days. But, you know, in that still kind of post-first debate, post-Trump getting COVID period of time, you know, there were ones where we were getting, we were moving towards bigger leads because it seemed undecideds were breaking our way. We were moving towards bigger leads than we had almost ever had before. North Carolina right. comes to mind, you know. So I, I don't know. You know, North Carolina had basically been tied to like, you know, maybe we were up a half point a point. And suddenly there were four point Biden leads coming in regularly, three point, four point, things like that, where it looked like that. No, not a huge lead, but there was an actual legitimate lead for Biden as opposed to it could go either way, right. where it looked like Biden had, you know, a two point, two point plus, maybe even three point on average lead. And that's not nothing. Right. You know, well, and there aren't there's simply I know as of several weeks ago, we had half the number of undecideds that we had in 2016. I assume that number is even lower now, which also is part of the reason I'm guessing that you're not seeing as much of a tightening because there just aren't that many people to tighten at this point. There aren't that many people to tighten and a decent number of them. A lot more people. Actually, there's also this factor, which is important. We've now already had more voting than we right. had during the entire early vote period in 2016. Right. Uh, we had it as of yesterday or Saturday, I don't remember. And we have another week left of early vote. Well, wait, but here, okay. Oh, here's my question for you though. What do pollsters do with that? If, how do you handle that? If, if half well, the people voting thing now- Because clearly you have to factor that in because- well, let, wait, no wait, longer, let me, wait, 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 let me explain to people though, because you and I get this, but they may not get why I'm asking is, how do you do a poll 
of my entire family, let's say, we're the entire voting universe, and half of us already voted, half of us are going to vote over the next week, and you're polling us and you show, hey, later in the week, the Arvosis family tightened around Biden. Well, but half the Arvosis family already voted for Trump. So who cares if they change their mind later in the week? Right. Oh, I mean, if you've already the voted. family sucks. Every day suck. No, but, but you I'm know what I mean? Like, how do you. How do you factor in in your polls so as not to confuse people and say, well, Trump's ahead. He's going to win now. Oh, actually, everyone already voted when Biden was ahead. Right. Uh, that is not easy. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> I mean, is there any way? Do they, no, do, I know they a lot about this, but I'll be honest, like I'm not an expert expert. Like I'm not a statistician. I would tell yeah. you that it would seem to me you need to do a poll where you get enough of a sense in it a sample big enough to get a sense of a who's already voted and what that breakdown is looking like yep. and then who's still going to vote and what that breakdown looks like actually we should ask uh, Nate and uh, I may even write it down we ought to do but we really should have a like and a, Nate Kornacki you know, and and uh, and uh, Harry Enton right or you know look yeah. we had my friend Jason Boxed on here who's more of a statistician and an expert we could have him back on he ran Penn and Schoen's DC office you know uh, for market research and polling. I mean, or we can always do something it's like really, that. You know, Margie Omero, I forgot about too. We could have Margie on. She's Margie. great. My knowledge goes to a certain point, but again, because yeah. I'm an, I'm a TV ad and PR guy, this is not my. Okay, and then yeah. I was just curious if you knew offhand, because well, to me, that would, I mean, if you think about it logically, right? What do you need to, to know if you've got an entire sample and you want to know how an election is going to end up? Well, you need to talk to get a representative sample of the people who already have voted and get an idea right. how they voted. And you need to get a representative sample of who's still voting and how they intend to vote yep it's i, I was just gonna say and if they've already voting. voted then their vote is already uh well, that's banked. there is likely a likely in voter the there is <laughs> no but in the yeah. poll you'd have to and maybe you put an asterisk on the bottom but in the poll you would have to say uh this poll showing biden ahead by x per, you know by x percent or whatever in this state includes uh people who already voted are counted as who they voted for not who they like today correct so normally yeah. what you see is because, you know, in the past, and I think this is changing somewhat as coalitions change, but sadly, Democrats have had a lower propensity to vote, which has bitten us in the ass on numerous occasions. What you'll see is, is a difference between when they do a poll of registered voters and likely voters. And you'll tend to see a bigger, a, a bigger difference in numbers because registered voters may prefer us, but if they're not going to turn out and vote, they don't say I'm likely to vote, then that's not a lot of help, is it? Right. But what you've been seeing in, in this election is those numbers getting closer to each other which explains some of the democratic enthusiasm right. to turn out. Um, wait, let me ask you about all of that because one, uh, you probably know if you saw Twitter this weekend that Trump is trying to trumpet the fact that, oh, in people that are going to vote on election day, Trump outweighs Biden two to one. And he was sharing this on Air Force yeah, One. Yeah, I saw he shared that thing that some somebody in, on Sky News came up for him, which people yeah. don't know. That's the Rupert Murdoch Fox News equivalent. So take that with the, the grain of salt. It no, no, but that's not my – here's my question for you. We have talked a lot about how uh, Democrats have amazing early voting numbers, you know, majorly outpolling Republicans at the ballot box for early voting. And sure. we're now seeing polls showing major numbers of Republicans will be voting on a last day compared to Democrats. We already knew that. We knew months ago we've been saying, oh, yeah, Democrats will be voting uh, by mail early. Republicans will be voting on Election Day. So you're really going to have to wait for later in the day to see, you know, to get a sense of who's really winning. So do any of those numbers, are we really cheered up by the early voting numbers showing how many people voted for Biden? Do we care? 
You um, mean because because no, of course we knew they were going to vote early for Biden. That doesn't mean it's good compared no. to um, that. The, there is a, a generically large group of people who are voting for Democrats early is not what would psych you up. And obviously, if it's right. so overwhelming, it's expected. Right. Expected. But let me give you some stuff that you would. compare to previous years. So and you, you say, to, well, you, you also here, yeah. here's here's a way. Here's some of the ways to. First Remember, of all, I'm on my second cup of coffee, so I'm gonna interrupt you more this show. But I'm interrupting I you to ask you already. But I'm it's asking you a question, so it's not as bad. It's all good, John. <laughs> Go on. Um, I make a living off of interrupting you, so I'm good with it. And now a word from our sponsor. Cliff, there has never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks. From Are you sure? Of- Yes, absolutely. Never, ever, ever, ever. From increasing group events to school reopenings to the approaching fall flu season, wearing a face mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. And with continued wildfires in the West, which negatively impact our air quality across the U.S., there is even more need for protection when you go outside. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical grade protection and the only the FDA authorized only FDA authorized <laughs> respirator masks provide the quality required. The new deal shop.com has FDA authorized respirator masks ready to ship. Now the new deal shop.com has these medical quality FDA authorized masks and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling. Trust the masks. Medical professionals are using go to the new deal shop.com and get FDA authorized U S tested respirator face masks. E I E I O uh, now with free media. <laughs> Our listeners, bulk pricing is available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Go to the newdealshop.com now and get FDA authorized respirator face masks. Keep yourself and your family safer and healthier this fall. That's the newdealshop.com. Well, John, now that we've said goodbye to summer, Last which summer. I assume you have too. Summer. It's the 40s. I've said goodbye. I know it's cold it's, enough out today. Yeah. It got hot for like one day. It was like 80, which was nice. But in any case, yeah. it's time for things to get back to our everyday autumn groove. You know that groove, John. Groove, the kids yeah. are back at school. The leaves start changing color with so many, so much changing around us. It's increasingly difficult to find extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. It takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes, John. The result will last for hours, too. So you can take the family apple picking, dunk your head, and I'm just kidding, and look <laughs> your best the whole time you're, you're uh, waterboarding yourself. Uh, <laughs> you can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. John, make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplex.com backslash sexyliberal or, let's spell that out, buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say that code at checkout. What code would it be, John? Sexyliberal. Well, there you go. There you go. And now back to our show. Um, so let's take Texas and Georgia just for the hell of it, because those are states that in no world were we supposed to compete in this year. And according to recent... Uh, are we polls, talking senator presidential? We're talking presidential right now. Okay, okay. And we're, and, but this will affect the Senate too, um, obviously. We were, and, and we are now, in recent polling, 
basically tied in Texas, maybe a little down, half point down, three quarters of a point down still, and slightly ahead actually in Georgia, half point, three quarters of a point up. Okay. Okay. Well, so let me read you this, but here's a stat that is the kind of thing that makes you actually pay attention by Tom Bonnier, the CEO of Target Smart, which is, which I think they are a large, uh, what are they? Let's see. Leader in political data and its applications. So, so there you go. So, and this is from yesterday. Seven hundred forty-eight thousand nine hundred seventy-three. So let's call it seven hundred forty-nine thousand right. voters under the age of thirty have already voted in Texas. Sixty-six percent of them didn't vote in two thousand sixteen. That's a big fucking deal. Right. Two thirds of about seven hundred fifty. So let's call it five hundred thousand voters. Two thirds didn't vote. In 2016, and under 30, the last poll we saw, um, Biden was leading Trump 60 to 27, and the rest were undecided. Okay. So, I mean, if that held true, that 60 to 27, that's all that net is all gimme. It's all extra that didn't exist in 2016. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. They did not vote. Right. That five hundred thousand right. did right. not vote, and we're that, and we're now. I was wondering, right? So you got to so, compare to previous years and say, no, no. If we have so many now, okay. Let me devil's advocate you a little. Sure. There also is the aspect of more people are voting by mail this time than four years ago because of the coronavirus. So just right. because our turnout is so much larger this year for pre-voting, pre, let's call it pre-voting, whatever you want to call it, mail-in voting. Or because there's also in person early early voting. That's the word I'm looking for. Right. Just because early voting Democrats are breaking records this year doesn't mean more Democrats are going to vote by the time it's done. Because maybe we're just voting early. I voted early by right. mail because of the virus. Normally I of go. Of course, in and we're voting actually tomorrow morning here. You know, um, we've been to you know we're doing that, and that's voting. You know, we'll be voting a week early in Ohio, which right. is an important place to vote. But here's the point I'm making to you, John. Again, we have to see how it turns out, and if suddenly everything you know, sort of just freaking crashes and, and Democrats aren't voting, well, then, yeah. But the point is, is that what I'm saying to you is, is that in Texas, just based on under 30 voters, on voters 30 and under, right. if the polling that has been done so far, whole, you know, and it's in the entire country, so maybe Texas young people are a little more conservative. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I'm not saying that this is like you know, this is ironclad statistically. What I'm saying is if Texas resembles, and it should on some level, the national polling and at a 60 to 27 point lead and undecideds go, let's assume undecideds go half to each side at that point, right? So what does that give you? You got a 13% of undecideds. So let's say two thirds in this calculation of, of voters uh, under 30 are voting Democratic. Right. And that's 500,000. You're taking two thirds of that you know, versus one third, you're netting that out. And those are all extra voters that didn't vote last time. Okay, so yeah, if yeah, we yeah, fall yeah, yeah. by the same amount right. between now and the election, then we'll have gained nothing. But right. if we just gain, have everybody else vote the same amount, that's what, 100,000 yeah. more votes in our pocket? You know, so I mean, like, that's what I'm saying to you, okay? Yep. That's a legit difference. Let me give you another one. Yep. Because I had this one teed up too. Hold on, where is it? And here it is. Um, More black voters over the age of 65 uh, have voted in Georgia than voted in total in in the 2016 presidential election. Yeah, see, that's interesting. Right, because that person – There are nine days of voting still remaining. This was also from yesterday. So 201889, let's call it 202, 
thousand had voted last time in one ninety three. Oh, this time one ninety three nine nine three. Let's call it one ninety four. So we're talking about about an eight thousand vote advantage already. Eight thousand extra votes have been banked in Georgia among African Americans over the age of sixty five. How many of them do you think are voting for Trump? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think and, uh, six or seven percent are voting for Trump. Go to the latest yes. polls. Yeah, and 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 um, we still have eight days left of early voting and the election. Right. So okay. you know, things like that, that's, those are things, again, I'm not overconfident, yep. but those are the things that make me think, don't just sit here and say, well, who the fuck cares if a ton of people are voting early? Because a ton of Republicans are voting early too, blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of Republicans are voting early, but we're still netting votes that we didn't have last let's, time around. Let's jump to some specific battlegrounds for the presidential, sure. okay? Um, uh, I've got them in front of me. Pick one. Magic 8-Ball? Magic 8-Ball. Iowa. Iowa. All right. And of course, the way Nate does this. Oh, sorry. This, oh, this is presidential. Yeah. Nate's got Biden 49% win, Trump 51. Okay. Um, that's, the chance of, right. that's the chance of winning. Chance of winning. Right. Uh, latest polls. Oh, actually, these are two very good polls. He uh, Actually, three even. So he's got three recent polls over the last five days or so. Emerson College, an A-, Monmouth, A+, Siena, New York Times, A+, the way he ranks them, right, for how good uh-huh. they are. So that's good. Um Emerson tie Monmouth Biden four New York Times Biden three Iowa. I mean, you know, that's a that's a good combination of polls. If you believe that those and those are well ranked, you average those out. Yep. You know, what you get you get uh, about a two point Biden lead or so. Oh, I see how he did it. Then he's below has the average, but the average. Interestingly, the way he does his little super duther sleuthing on the polls. Yep. He still has Biden 49.3, Trump 49.5.2 ahead, which means a tie. Right. Interesting. Okay. But that's interesting. So the And that's about where you'd expect Iowa to be. I mean, you know, I mean, not in a normal world, but in what we've been seeing the last month. In a normal world, Trump should have won that Iowa by five, six, seven points at the least. Well, but it's interesting because the two latest polls show plus three, plus four for Biden. But Nate says it's tied based on all of his voodoo. Well, he counts the earlier stuff, too. He doesn't just throw out the ones from the past. It's a long running average. And I think that makes some sense. I think he gives heavier weighting to the more recent polls. I don't know what his whole little thing is, but they still count the earlier ones. Because obviously, if you just counted those last three, you'd have Biden up by over two points, which you don't. Pick, Pick another state. Um. How about North Carolina? Uh, they here. They are here. Doom. Biden slightly. Fa- no, this is interesting. Biden slightly favored to win. He's got sixty-five to thirty-five, but that's a slight favored to win. This is what I'm saying. Sure. I think Nate's Nate's sight can be confusing sometimes. Let me go yep. to the polls. So the I don't think until you go above like seventy percent or something does they start saying there's a strong lean. Yeah, Anything up to the 65, 70 range is a slight lean, which is fine. Well, it it my point is it fools you though because it, it it I think when you look at those numbers, you almost think of them as polling numbers. So you almost think of it as meaning oh, Biden sixty five, Trump thirty five. That's a blowout, two to one. It's not what he means. Um, and just just to reiterate, okay, so he's got sixty five, thirty five, Biden, Trump for the who's favored to win, but the way it breaks down in polling numbers is Biden polling average 50.7, Trump polling average 48.6. And what so I like Biden about that is not only over by two points, yeah. but we're over 50%. Yeah. Meaning if that is accurate, again, that's the big if, it would be impossible for Biden to lose. 
But that's what's so fascinating about these numbers that I also think is very hard. And you literally would not have to yeah. win one undecided voter and he would win. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's very, it's very confusing, though. I, get, I see no, it because – I'm just saying that's why yeah. these are different yeah. than the numbers that you were seeing for Hillary. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that's a big yeah. difference because, again, over 50% oh, is you over know what? 50%. I'm sorry, yeah. but you're right because that's also why Biden having a 2.1% lead is considered almost insurmountable, as you said, because if it was 46 to 48 – another two point lead exactly. you'd still worry about either undecided yeah, catching on john i'm catching on well because either they're undecided or they're voting for somebody else or they're not voting right. at all but any of that can change there right. are a lot of people voting for jill stein a lot not being huge but one two percent which is enough as we know to change things same with gary johnson last time there probably was in, in numerous states there's anywhere between four well, and like seven and there may be right. more in some of those states that are known for like their crazy independent streak i didn't i haven't looked at alaska but my guess is there are a whole bunch and I remember right. what happened in, in utah with evan mcmullen running like you know a whole is shitload he, of, of 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 mormons because he's right. mormon he's a republican voted for him and like trump won that state but he won it with like 40 percent of the vote okay but let me ask you this i guess you know you're crowing about the 50 percent mark but I'm crowing i'm just no no, no i'm, <laughs> crowing I'm being, bragging i'm just i'm trying to say yeah. that i that no no, no I, I know that don't worry don't worry okay. that's not what i'm saying no what i'm saying is you know y'all y'all pollster guys say talk about the magic 50 percent but I guess what I'm trying to understand, though, is why isn't there a risk of Biden losing the one percent that he's over fifty fifty point seven? Of course there right. is, and that's why he's at sixty five percent, and he's not at like not at ninety eight percent. Because if okay. you knew that everybody was going to stick with him, if you knew if you were sitting there and saying right. we have there's we don't need one undecided voter, and we're a hundred percent positive or ninety five percent positive that the ones with him are going to stick with him, guess what? You, you'd, you'd be you'd be at 95 percent there's How? two things there's two things going on here right some people could at the last minute change their minds i would tell you statistically that happens a hell of a lot less often people have a hard time a hard time a hard time and then they make that jump this was usually, my that's what i was going to make you. that jump and they've because we can rationalize fucking anything to ourselves right? human beings. Okay, but that's what i was going to ask you i was going to say what is the what is the relative risk of losing people you've already got versus gaining people that are undecided so it's much easier to gain an undecided than to lose somebody who's already committed to you? Correct. In general? Okay. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode. And now a word from our sponsor. Well, John, now that we've said goodbye to summer, Bye which summer. I assume you have too. Bye, summer. It's the 40s. I've said goodbye. I know. It's cold enough out today. Yeah. It got hot for like one day. It was like 80, which was nice. But in any case, yeah. it's time for things to get back to our everyday autumn groove. You know that groove, John. Groovy. The kids are back in school. The leaves start changing color with so many, so much changing around us. It's increasingly difficult to find extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. It takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes, John. 
The result will last for hours too. So you can take the family apple picking, dunk your head, and no, I'm just kidding, and look <laughs> your best the whole time you're you're uh, waterboarding <laughs> yourself. Uh, you can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800 685 1292 and say the code sexy liberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30 day money back guarantee. John, make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplex.com backslash sexyliberal, or let's spell that out, B-U-Y-P-L-X dot com backslash sexyliberal, or call 800-685-1292 and say that code at checkout. What code would it be, John? Sexyliberal. Well, there you go. There you go. 